Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I am Jason. <laughs> Are we doing a musical? Is this the musical? Uh, this Pardon is the, the musical version of Pardon the Intermission. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> yes. We are. We, we do have a little uh, right. musical theater background here, so yes, we maybe we do. should do that. The whole, the whole time we're going to sing. I would love to do that. <laughs> sing all day, uh, no, dance probably, all night. I, I hear him stopping the show right now. Though. Right, uh, exactly. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't yeah. stop. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Baby Yoda? No, Baby no, Yoda no, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're coming off the wheels. We oh, run. man. We better pull over to the side yeah. of the road. Pull over fast. Right. Hey, uh, we got another great show for you guys. And as yes. always, hey, you follow us on the social media. We are on Twitter at PTI underscore. Score podcast and Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. Yeah, definitely follow us there. Give us idea if you guys have any ideas, any any uh, movies you want us, TV shows you want us to review, yep. uh, anything you want to talk about. Uh, yep. yeah, leave it there. And then, of course, we'll uh, on occasion post links to some of the stories that Eric and I uh, discuss right on here on the show, so that way you guys know the material that we're sourcing and just to know that we're not blowing smoke up your stacks. <laughs> and and on occasion yeah. we do post other things too. Right? We do, yeah, we yeah. post some fun things. So. I need to. Uh, the last one I talked about my TV. Maybe I should take a picture my tv and post it you know i think you should yeah yes just put so that r.i.p I... on it <laughs> right <laughs> oh, oh man. lord you know it, 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 uh, not to go off too far on that but um uh maybe we should do a, a tv uh review uh sometime like what's a good tv so i could find one sure i heard uh, do heard. you know yeah. well you know do you know what a good tv brand out there is yeah, actually, I do. I am very satisfied with my Philips um, 50, 51-inch Roku television right Phillips. now. Philips? Mm, I never thought Four, of Philips. It, it's a 4K Ultra HD TV. Okay, what's the hertz on it? Uh, 60 or 120? No, it's 120. Oh, it's wow. 120. Nice. It's 120 gigahertz. Wow. Yeah, and I've been very impressed with it so far. And when I watch movies in 4K Ultra HD, the picture quality is impeccable. Really? And the best thing about it is, Eric, I got it at Sam's Club. For less than five hundred dollars. No way. Yes, I got it for three hundred and eighty-five dollars. Wow. Heck of score. a deal. How many? How many uh, HDMI outputs? Uh, there are a total of six. Three on. Each, are you kidding me? Three on one side, three on the other. That is awesome. I, you know, it's funny because yes. I, I did start looking at new TVs, and my TV hasn't gone out yet. Yes. But yeah. I did start looking at new TVs just to get an idea of what's out there. I have no idea. I haven't even looked at them in years. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like the TVs now are just coming with, most of them are coming with like two, yeah. maybe three HDMI uh, ports. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? I mean, when I bought mine, and mine's from 20, what did I say? It was like 2012, 2010, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. It, the thing had four. And I thought, you know, by the time, like, I, mm -hmm. by the time we got to now, it would be like what yeah, you have right, on your right. TV, six on each side, because there's so much stuff you're hooking up. Philips, Vizio, and Samsung are my top three brands, not necessarily in that order. I would definitely stay away from LG. My what? My, my wife and I had an LG big screen TV, and it lasted for all of two years. No. And then the screen started turning pink, and it was, just, and then it gradually got worse and worse and worse and worse. And yeah, oh, we, we only no. had the TV for two years, and we paid close to a thousand dollars for it. I'm oh like, my I'm like, gosh. bleep you, LG! I'm never getting it's an LG TV funny. again. I've, and, and some of the information I've looked up, it's it's opposite of what you just said. Now they said that Vizio and Samsung are kind of going down in quality, okay. and that uh, LG is on the top, like LG and Sony. 
So Maybe. I have no idea, man. You're confusing me. I don't know what to do. What do well, I do? Well, you, ultimately, you can only do what you feel is best for yourself. Oh, yeah, but I, you know, so, but like you, man, I don't want to pay a thousand bucks and then find out, you know. That's why you need to read Consumer Reports and look at all the four, four and the four and the five star ratings. Good point. Good point. Because the go TV, the TV reports. that I have now ranked as a five star in Consumer Reports. Really? Yes. Okay. So boom, there you go. Wow, Phillips, and that's crazy because yeah. Phillips, I would never <laughs> even think. I didn't even know they run the TV game anymore. Oh yeah, they they still are. Wow. Wow, crazy. Yeah, 4K Ultra HD TVs, Roku TVs, and they still huh. make the standard. You know, you know what one, one seems to kind of rank higher, at least in a yeah. couple of the reviews off, not not consumer, but offshoot reviews, is the, the TCLs. I've heard about TCLs recently. Yeah, they yeah. say they're actually pretty <laughs> good TVs. So even though that you know they're a lower price, but you know, they're a lower price. And what I've heard about them also is that um, when you connect them wi- wirelessly, at least that you experience less buffering issues on the TV when you're hmm. watching your favorite entertainment. Interesting. Because when you stream when you stream TV shows using the internet, um, that technology chews up about eighty to ninety percent of the bandwidth on your internet signal. Mm. And so that's why a lot of times TVs have buffering issues because you're just there's too much data that's both being downloaded and uploaded. Yeah, but these yeah. TCL TVs are supposedly top of the line when it comes to making sure that they are equipped to handle any type of ISP. Well, and I'm not sure if all of them come with this. I know there was, there is a, 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 a level of them that came with Roku. You yeah. know, that was their big thing was that yeah. they were tied into Roku. I think some of them do come with uh, uh, Google TV. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, the one I have is has uh, is tied in with Roku. It has a built-in Roku in it. Well, I'll tell you what, when I get my new TV, I know when I'm not yeah. going to be watching probably by that time because uh, somebody's going to be leaving a show, which you had posted this article. What's it all I about? I did, yeah. This is about our, our favorite game show host of all time, Mr. Pat Sajak, the yes. soon-to-be former host of Wheel of Fortune. Wheel <clears throat> of Fortune! We had to do it. By a vowel. Yeah. So as you all probably are aware, Pat Sajak announced early this week, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, that he was stepping down as host of Wheel of Fortune. And he's been the host of that show for well over 40 years now. That is crazy. Yes. That is nuts. I mean, when you yeah, when you think about... Okay, so game show hosts have a very long career in general. I mean, before Alex Trebek passed away, he was the host of Jeopardy for almost 40 years as well. And then, of course, we know how long Bob Barker did The Price is Right before yeah. he stepped down. But not very but, many. You say game shows, but really not very many because not a lot of game shows... Mm-hmm. Uh, will stick around. I think is Price is Right still going? I mean Price is Right is still going. Okay. Yeah, Price and, that, and so is Jeopardy obviously with And their, Jeopardy's still going. With and their then, woke guest host. Oh, did I say woke? I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> and and then and then we'll see with what Wheel of Fortune does, but yes. um, there's not too many game shows. And you know, and here's the thing too, how many people really watch uh, network TV, you know, not a lot, not a lot anymore. But yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day, 70s and 80s, I mean, there were a yeah. ton of game shows, you know. Yeah. Um, you'd even see hosts that would bounce around because their game show would right. quit, you know, would, would get canceled or whatever, and they'd go to the next yeah. one. But so this guy is, Pat Sajak is 76 Six years, years old. old. That yeah. is crazy. Uh, yeah. And again, a mainstay of daytime television of the game show genre, if that's what you want to call it. But, you know, for those who are wondering if Sajak is just going to ride off into the sunset and enjoy retirement, According to this article I found in the New York Post, he actually has plans post-Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Apparently, he has served on the Hillsdale College's board 
of Trustees as Vice President since 2003. For those of you who don't know where Hillsdale College is, this is a private Christian school that was founded way back in 1844, Mm. and it's located approximately 70 miles southwest of Ann Arbor, which is where the campus of the University of Michigan is. And so apparently Pat Sajak uh, is stepping down to become... uh, Stepping down from Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, thank you, to become the chairman for that conservative Michigan college, Hillsdale College. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Well, here's another interesting thing, though, I found in this article, though. It says yeah. that uh, uh, Sajak, let's see if I can find it real quick. It was basically talking about that Sajak uh, has gotten, yes, says 40, 41 seasons mm-hmm. uh, he's been here. Wow. Uh, this has been a wonderful ride, blah, blah, blah. Hold on, I'm scrolling <laughs> through. I'm going to get to it. Don't worry. It says that Sajak revealed the decision to leave um, mm-hmm. the show. Um Several fans had begun speculating on who will take his role, mm-hmm. uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I hold, do know hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I just lost it. I had it on my phone. Right. Hold on, folks. we got technical difficulties here. <laughs> Here's what basically happened. I was trying to find the exact words they used in the article, but I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll kind of uh, do it here um, uh, just off the top of my head. It basically said that uh, he was... Uh, uh, getting in a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. that he may be leaving because, you know, there may be a lot of issues with the uh, Sajact here. Um, it says in May, he made, here it is. I found it in May. He made heart uh, headlines for snapping at a contestant for continually answering puzzles incorrectly. And he said, he asked a player, why are you bothering? <laughs> <laughs> and it said also that, uh, uh, I was talking about from this article, which was from the New York post, yeah. uh, said, uh, last week, Sajak made a snarky comment to a contestant after, they let out a hair-raising shriek. <laughs> so maybe he's just okay. getting a little tired and a little done with it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, he and, does. And I don't know if this is because he's made his announcement. <laughs> now he's like, hey, who cares? What are they going to do? Fire me? But, yeah, right. But uh, he's always... I, I've never seen him really... I mean, he seems like he's he's not really snarky, but when I've watched the show in the past, but you could tell in his, like, in, you know, that he's thinking some stuff. <laughs> There's some stuff going on in the background behind those eyes. Or yeah, he's... you know, you I mean, you could clearly tell that he had the stage presence to be an outstanding game show host, which is what he was. He yes. had that personality to do it. But I always felt, and from other stories I've read about him in the past, he's always come off as a little bit recalcitrant. And Ooh, now, that's a, what does that mean? I, that's a good word. I haven't heard. So recalcitrant is basically kind of like you have a, a crusty exterior, a tough personality that you're kind of hard to get along with, essentially. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And that you rub, mm, you rub a lot nice. of people I'll the wrong remember way. remember that one. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have a dictionary here to give you the exact definition, but that's close to what it means. And so he has rubbed a few people the wrong way. But, you know, I mean, when you again, like you just alluded to, Eric, He's been a game show host for over 41 years. At this point, he has nothing to lose by coming out and dishing out on all this and yeah. all that other stuff. So, Well, and it did say, and it does say in this article, I did find here where it says that the host has come under fire in recent months over his onset behavior. So this yeah. has happened in recent months. So he may be saying, you know what? You're right. I'm done with this stuff. I can't, yeah. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? But he's definitely going to be in uh, the Game Show Host Hall of Fame if he's not there already. Yeah, and yeah. He'll be sitting alongside. Well, it's it's kind of a uh, it's it's kind of a changing of the guard now, you know, because yep. it's it's just one of those things. Like for us, you know, we grew up watching him sure with did. him with the show, sure and uh, and now it won't be 
there anymore. So it's just another one that rides off into the sunset, you know? Yeah, and what's going to happen to Vanna White? Do we know? <laughs> well, I don't know what's going to happen to Vanna, but I know that she did come out earlier this week and she quoted some rather testy things in regards to Sajak leaving. Now, Ooh, I did get it. I, I, and I tried testy. to find the, yeah. I what is testy? Ooh, does this mean like spicy? Is this not necessarily oh, spicy okay. or salacious? Okay. But I think, oh, what, I think basically what she was doing was, and I haven't read that article that I saw where she spoke up, uh, about Sajak's retirement, but I think what she was doing was she was just basically standing up for him is what she oh, was doing. okay. Saying that he earned the right to to step down and that if he wants to Leave do the guy the, alone. Yeah, leave him alone. You know, quit piling on him and, you know, quit forcing him to spin the wheel one extra time just to buy another vowel to solve the puzzle, so to speak. <laughs> or or if know. he comments on you spinning the wheel one extra time. You <laughs> yeah, know, right, just, exactly. Just, yeah, just don't worry about it. I mean, there's been I'm the game show hosts that have been accused of a lot worse things than making a snarky comment. So. Yeah, right, no kidding. I would love to see that though I, I, I might try to youtube that like you know pay, uh, pat say jack snarky comments and see if we can because i wonder if it was on air or if it was one of those deals where they just edited it out or cut it out oh well you know with the game shows they usually record about like five or six of these in a week mm. and then they go back and they edit them and then they play them at later dates yeah yeah because from what i understand so it's not live I mean, they're not obviously not doing them live or no anything. they're tape recorded shows yeah, yeah yeah so they do have time to edit out certain content so i would imagine that if they did get something like this on the air that they had a chance to snip it out and then cut it and splice it and then spew it back out on the air. There. Yeah, so maybe, maybe he's been doing this for a little while, maybe. And maybe, they, hey. they just been the good editing and people haven't said anything and now all of a sudden they feel a voice yeah. to come out and talk yeah, about Pat knows how to cut corners. <laughs> Vanna, his, what do we have for the winner? Pat and his snarky comments. Right, yeah. exactly. I love it. Snarky, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Snarky's a good word. <laughs> Don't, like why are that. you bothering? Why are so you bothering? Great. Just to hear him say it like that. They're, <laughs> doo, doo, they're trying to get the thing and he's all like, why, why are you? Why? why are you bothering? Yeah. Well, because I, how many times have you watched that show and you'll see like okay you know it's it's uh, uh they get to at the end right, right they get right. to pick their their uh, consonants and vowels right is that what yeah. they do consonants I can't and vowels yeah yeah they get to pick yeah. so many and then and then i think it's one vowel it's usually like five consonants or something you know yes. and then it's like okay you know this one that one and they light up and the person yeah. it's like you know that the phrase is like so simple it's right, right. there in front of you and the, and the person doesn't get it so i can understand i'm yelling at the tv at home so i can right exactly what he was probably going on in his mind anyway i always hate it when they when the contestant knows what the answer is oh and they try to but play they it still off. spin the wheel to get more money just to get more oh yeah yeah and well, when they have like two more letters to fill out and, and you can read the thing right there right you know what it is yeah like you're saying like well i'll try one more time and then it goes to bankrupt <laughs> i love that bankrupt yep, i love it it's oh, great oh and you know in his mind pat's going jesus give me a break yeah solve yeah. the damn puzzle <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway hey um we want to do some uh movie reviews we yes. haven't done that in a while yes yes it's movie review time yes and there's actually a movie that for once we've both seen this thing can right? you believe it Right. What I, it? Oh. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe it either. Yeah, I'm not gonna, together though. We didn't watch it at the same time. We Eric and I weren't sitting together holding hands eating popcorn. No, right? no, because no. my TV <laughs> wouldn't allow it. That's right. <laughs> it went out. No, it's in black and white. If we want to watch it's this movie in black, black and white, we could do it. It wouldn't be as good in black and white. No, no. <laughs> um, it'd be like we're watching a classic film though. Turner classic movies, right? Casablanca or something, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> what we saw was go ahead. Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah, it's yes. the Casablanca of the uh, yeah. Pandora. It is. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Without the quote, uh, play it again, Sam. Or maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That would be interesting. Soon. Yeah, yeah, to, to see that. Anyway, right. anyway, what did you, what, what's your take? What did you think? What did you like? What you didn't like? All of okay. that. Let's hear it. 
First and foremost, folks, it is a long movie. This comes in at about three hours and yeah. what, 39 minutes? Okay, let me ask you this. Did you so, have to break it up to watch it? I did. Me and too. I actually had to me take too. a couple of pee breaks, uh, so I had to press pause more than well, once. When you're watching so, all that water. Yeah, true. You know? That's right. It encourages you <laughs> it just It encourages your, your bladder to do some stuff <laughs> right. there. So. But so at any rate, yeah, it, once, I got, once I got past the general, t- the length of the film, and the first part of the movie, it really kind of plotted along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, the movie takes place 10 years oh, after the original Avatar. Let's make, let's make the announcement. It may yes. be spoilers, spoilers here, so <laughs> spoiler alert. Earmuffs yes. for those of you who want them, please. Yeah. So yeah, the film takes place 10 years after the original Avatar. And by this time, we know that Sam uh, Worthington's character... Um, Jake Sully. Jake Sully, a.k.a. Sully, is now a full Na'vi. He's one of yeah. the Na'vi. He's no longer the Avatar. He's now a Na'vi. <clears throat> and he now has a family. And so the movie revolves around uh, the humans who have still occupied Pandora. They're now doing more colonization and they're doing everything. But uh, Sam uh, Worthington's character, Sully, leads a group of his Navi villagers in all of these raids on the humans who are basically pillaging and ravaging their natural resources around them. <clears throat> so that first part of the movie centers on a lot of those raids that they do. And then it gradually started to pick up a little bit and the action started to pick up. And of course, I loved it that they brought um, Stephen Lang's character, uh, Colonel Quaritch, back yeah. in the role of an avatar. The way they did that was, of course, you know, his character was killed off in the first film. And apparently he made a recording that kept all of his uh, his brain activity. Well, DNA, and all that DNA stuff, and, his and, memories. And, and you're writing memories and all that right, stuff. Right, and yeah. they transferred it into the Avatar. <clears throat> right so, before he went on, it shows us right yes. before he went on that last mission exactly. to, fight, to fight the Avatar. Yeah. And so now this or, movie... I mean, the, uh, sorry, to fight the... Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, are those, what are they called? I can't think of them. The Navi? The Navi. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Navi. Yeah, no, that's all the right. The Navi, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that whole movie centers around uh, Colonel Quaritch basically looking for revenge against Sully. And yeah, it's the whole thing. It's like searching, searching for him the whole right, time. Right, exactly. But I actually liked it. I really love mm. Visually, the film is just amazing. Stunning. It is stunning. Yes. It is amazing. Right down from <clears throat> the water effects to not only above water, but underneath the water as well. And much like the first film centered around the Navi people being connected spiritually and physically to the land that they were on, this movie now focuses on the water being a spiritual and physical focus for the group of water people that they're because part of this movie centers around Sam Worthington taking his family to this other group of Navi who are indigenous to the water. Well, he's trying to save his tribe. <clears throat> and he, knows, his tribe. he knows that yeah. the, this colonel, what happens is he does, he, they do have a Sorry. point where they do kind of meet. Yeah. Um, actually, where the last battle took place, yeah. where Quaritch ended up uh, dying. dying. Mm-hmm. And um, so he knows that this guy is now after him and his family. So he feels that he's a threat to the tribe. So he leaves the tribe. Yeah. Uh, they were leaders of the tribe and they, they hand it over and leave the tribe and basically say, you know, I'm going to, I'm, he's looking for me. He doesn't care about you guys. So I'm going to, I'm going to go. And then he ends up with right. these water people hoping to kind of blend in and, and hide. Um, and of course he gets found. I mean, that's, you know, otherwise it wouldn't be a movie, right? If <laughs> he just hides right, the right. end. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes. Okay. So visually, yes, I'll agree with you. Visually, this thing mm-hmm. was stunning. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would have seen it. I wish I could see it in 3D. Uh, but they, they don't do 3D anymore, but uh, for home home theaters. But uh, um, 
this movie, I mean, the special effects, it's amazing how seamless, at least, now I saw it on a home theater, so I didn't see it on the big screen, but it, it is amazing how, at least on a home theater, they look pretty seamless. You wonder why Disney is having problems doing this now with mm-hmm. all their movies, you know. Uh, their, yeah. their special effects seem to be dying out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say also, what did you, let me ask you this yeah. first, then what did you think about the story itself? Um, I thought the story um, was, I will give it about a five out of 10 okay. on the scale. Meaning that the first part of the film, again, takes a lot of patience because that's yeah. where the story starts to develop. It's got to ramp up. It's got to ramp up a little yeah. bit. And then they really get into the action. So, uh, because what you have essentially <clears throat> is, uh, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. so it's like the humans have been off there. There have been, been a couple of humans that stayed back that right. were fighting with the Navi at the end of the first movie. Right. They right. stayed there. And then the, uh, second, the second movie, the humans come back again yeah. um, from Earth. And, uh, and apparently, I guess, Earth is dying at this point, and now they're looking to colonize it. Yeah. So they're looking to take it over. Before, they were just trying to extract minerals and, and all the you know all the good stuff that uh, mm-hmm. Pandora had. But now, yeah. now they want to set up shop here permanently. Yeah. So they're looking to overtake it. Um, I will say the story, same thing. You know, the thing with... Uh, um, uh, oh, what's his face? Why can't I remember his name? Director. Uh, James Cameron. James Cameron. I was thinking yeah. Carpenter for some reason. I know that's John not it. Carpenter. I know, John Carpenter. James Cameron. <laughs> the thing that James Cameron, uh, you know, his stories are always lacking. I mean, is, and, and I say that in, in, in a respectful way, but um, they're never anything special. I mean, it's always the way the movie's shot, how it's filmed. I mean, he's able to take big events like Titanic, like uh, the Pandora, uh, The Abyss. The Abyss was a great film. And he's able... Well, The Abyss is kind of different, I think. I, I will say The Abyss was a little bit different story. I still mm-hmm. I still think the story was lacking. Now that you know, you brought that up, and I'm just trying to remember the story of The Abyss. Okay. I think a little bit of it was still, if I remember right. But I will say this. Yeah. At least with, with uh, uh, Avatar 1 and 2 and with yeah. Titanic and with, with what I've seen recently from him, it's basically the same story retold. I mean, you know, you have, you know, these events that are going to lead. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's uh, To me, it was nothing. The story wasn't anything out of the ordinary. I know with um, Avatar, they said it was kind of the story of the Native Americans, you know, and then getting pushed out and blah, blah, blah and all that. So it, it, to me, it yeah. was like, yeah, and, and, which is true. I will say one highlight of the story that I did like, though, is the family aspect of it. And this is what we don't see in the movies a lot this day, is the family aspect of this. You have the character of Jake Soley, who is basically mm-hmm. the leader of, you know, the man, the leader of his family, yeah. who, who takes on that role um, beautifully. Mm-hmm. And is trying to save his family and do everything he can and be a strong uh, father figure and leader for them. Right. I, I think that that was the beautiful part of that for me. That 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 story was definitely not lacking. I love that because you don't see that a lot anymore in in stories. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, with James Cameron himself as a director, he can he comes from a visual effects background. He used to be a visual effects guy on all these old Roger Corman B films. Mm, really? And yeah, and so Cameron didn't go the typical director route the way that. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas did, where he went to fil- to film school just to be a director. He is a special effects guy. That's why these movies do so well. That's why these movies yeah, do so well. Special effects. Because yeah. creatively, artistically, James Cameron is one of the most brilliant people to map out and storyboard a movie. I heard yeah, because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I heard he's extremely difficult to work with and that he's <laughs> a royal pain in the ASS, but, I mean, give the guy his credit. I mean... Well, I mean, okay, you take the story of what I was just going to say. Yeah. So take story of Avatar, the first Avatar. Yeah. Would you say there was anything, just that story alone, mm-hmm. was there anything really special about it? 
Not really. What made it special was Pandora, the effects. Exactly. Especially with 3D. That was just when 3D movies were kind of starting to come back into the mainstream. That's what made that special. I mean, he was able to to perform that magic Mm -hmm. and take kind of a blast story and and create this world around it. And that's what it is. Titanic, the same thing. Titanic, you know, you had a boat. You already had a story there. You know the boat sank. You know, but then you have the story of Jack and Rose. Okay, you know, but you take take all those elements with the boat and the way it's shot and this and that. And you put that together, you know, and then okay. I mean, it it kind of meant something. I mean, still, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I gotcha. And, you know, that's what this film is supposed to be about. It's a special effects laden uh, trip. And, uh, yeah, and James Cameron makes no apologies about it. He's not going to win any Oscars for screenplays. But, uh, yeah, his films are always visually intriguing. And this one is just as visually intriguing. And this one's going to be, this one is the second of, I believe, five films that he has planned altogether. So we're going to see three more Avatar films coming out here in the next uh, 10 to 15 years. They already laid it out. Now, Now, let me go back to this. So I will say, so the story was really great as far as family and I love how the family the family aspect went and the way that the family took care not only just with the the father figure but the family took care of each other with the mother figure and and of course with the the brothers uh, and the sister and then it was the thing I didn't really quite understand in that maybe maybe and I missed that and it's hard Mm -hmm. when you're watching a movie sometimes in bits that you don't quite catch at all you had uh, Sigourney Weaver's daughter and i mean her 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 avatar i guess was pregnant yeah. and had a daughter i don't know how this even yeah. worked yeah right and but she's part of the Soli family they've kind of adopted her yeah as well as they have adopted the son which they called him spider but spider, the son yeah. of uh colonel Corich. Corich, right yeah um i guess he had a the the i which that made sense the idea they had there was that he had a son on the planet i guess at some point yeah and when he died and, and all and everybody left the planet uh, he was a baby, and the babies could not make that journey back. They couldn't right. be. Uh, uh, what did they do when they put him in under for the uh, cryostasis? The cryostasis. They, yeah. they, they couldn't do that to young. For some reason, that was the. And then, oh, okay, that made sense. Yeah. So they left him on the planet, yeah. and of course, they took him in, and he was there. Yeah. Um, I I love the fact. At first, I was like, Nah, let let him die. Let the guy die, right, Court? Yeah. But I love the fact. Like I said, there's spoiler, folks. But I love the fact that his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, because there is a point when him and his son are together, but he's using his son. It's not really his direct son, but it's yeah. it's you know because it's the same DNA. Yeah. Um, he uses him to kind of learn the ways of the Navi. I mean, the basic stuff, how to fly on these, uh, yeah, right. uh, whatever they call those birds and stuff. Yeah. Um, but in, in in the very end, they did. He did end up saving his um, DNA dad. We'll put it that way. <laughs> DNA dad. His DNA dad. And I thought that's interesting. So I could see where I can already see where the future is going. This guy's going to be, you know, the the, the guy got saved. He's yeah. still going to have a job to do, but now he's yeah. going to be, he, he, you know, he's going to see that what he's doing isn't right. You know, he's yeah. going to have uh, uh, some reservations about doing yeah, that. Absolutely, and yeah, you know, so. much like and much like the first film, there is a lot of correlations between spirituality and yes, religion sure. and faith that kind of mirror with uh, with Native American and with spirituality. the na- and with nature and yeah, because with nature in the way yeah, becoming one with nature, becoming one with the land, surviving off the land, and so that's also what made the film unique too. Is that those connections were made much stronger in this one when we saw it just portrayed from a different way. Whereas before in the first film, it was about becoming one with Awa and the land. This one now is just becoming one with the water and that the water now provides you yes. kind of that spiritual connection. Well, to the you earth. know, I think what it is too, is it's also being flexible, you know, and it's also understanding that, you know, there are going to be times where you may not, you know, you may be out of the comfort zone and you have to be flexible and, and learn what other people have to offer. 
you know, yeah. and not be so rigid, not be so much in your bubble. I think that was another good lesson of the story. Yeah. I, I will say it was also, uh, you know, the, the end battle scene, I, I thought that thing was never going to end. That thing did take forever. Yeah, right. Forever. Longest battle scene in Longest final history. battle scene in the history yep. of, uh, I mean, I've, I've played some video games shorter. Final, yeah, right. Like Star no Wars uh, Battlefront, short, you know, I, I played that uh, the whole game through shorter than what that battle scene was. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, it was a very long battle. I mean, it, the again, special effects were amazing on it. I don't know if the battle needed to be that long. I don't really know if the, if the whole movie needed to be as long as it did. Yeah, I don't think so either, especially. Especially, uh, especially since we know that you know Colonel Quaritch's character survives at the end of this film, his avatar survives at the end of this film. Yes, and uh, so and obviously we know he's going to be part of the next, the other coming films uh, in the next few years. I agree with you. They could have probably trimmed it down by at least a good hour and a half, maybe. Mm. You didn't need to squeeze this kind of a story into over almost a, almost a four hour film. But, um, you know, hey, that's Eric, that's why you and I are sitting behind these microphones well, and why we're not in Hollywood. <laughs> I, I think, though, I think that that's becoming a problem for Hollywood in general. I mean, movies are now uh, over two hours oh, easy. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think people want to, you know, th- th- here's the deal. It's a problem when you go watch them in a theater. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, when you're at home, you can break it up. It's a little bit different. I think they yeah. need to hold those for special, you know, for special edition viewing, director's cuts, whatever they want to call them. Yeah. For home, that would be great because then, then you would get a second viewing for people. Yeah. But, you know, in the theater, it's just way, way, way too long. I mean, when movies, I mean, you got to figure even before, the, right before the pandemic, I mean, movies, if that were pushing two hours, I mean, that was it. I mean, you couldn't get people to sit any longer than two hours. I mean, maybe once in a great while you had a little bit you know, I had a runtime over two. Yeah. But now all of a sudden everything is like, you know, everything doesn't have to be two and a half hours long. No, I agree. You know, and I think a story can be, be told really, uh, 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 I, the fluid, the fluidity of the story, I guess is what I'm getting at, can be done a lot, a lot better in a shorter time span. I mean, sometimes when you drag it out, it mm-hmm. just, it, it, it becomes a chore. To sit yeah. there and watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And l- there are rare occasions where I'll like like this movie, like Avatar. When I finally got engrossed in it, I was able to even forget that it was over a three hour movie. But if it's, you know, if I'm gonna go through or uh, if I'm going to endure, and I say that word lightly, if I'm going to endure a very long movie that's longer than two hours and twenty minutes, I need to be completely engrossed in the storyline, or else I start fidgeting, and I'm just like, yeah. "Oh man, when is this thing going to end?" You know, I kind of well, felt- can you can you imagine kids trying to have your like if we if we had younger kids, you know, right? like four or five years old or six, trying to take them to a movie, you know, yeah, would right? this would they sit there? I've heard that no Little Mermaid had problems because they will they had a long run time, and you know, kids mm-hmm. were getting fidgety, and they just you know they just can't you can't do it. it. What it you is. can't do that, yeah. Yeah, or maybe Melissa McCarthy as Ursula made the digit. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So I, I don't know. So yeah, I would definitely. I'd give the story like you said. I'd probably give yeah. the story about a five. I, I would five give the. I'd give the 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 overall story about a five or ten, about a five out of ten. ten. But but as far as the 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 theme of it, the family theme, mm-hmm. and and just what what it actually gave us, I think yeah. that was about an eight out of ten. Eight out of I, ten. I did yeah. like that. Special effects were 10 amazing. Out 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's going to be interesting going forward if, if this thing's going to have legs, though. You know, they waited so long to have this second Avatar. Yeah. And then now if he's got, would you say, five more planned or four more after this? A total of five films in the Oh, a series. total of five. Okay, yes. so this is that's the second. So he's got three more. Three more coming out. It's going to be interesting to see if he has yeah. if it can have the legs to carry people. It because will. Because the story, yeah. no, but the story is going to have to really shine through in these next 
three, you know what I mean? To yep. keep people really engrossed. You can't just yep. have the whole, you know, uh, <clears throat> DNA father yep. redemption arc now thing. I think people are going to have to have more than that. I will know? say this. I did love the very last scene at the end where uh, it was right after they had laid, because um, uh, Jake's one of Jake Sully's kids does die in the movie. Yes. Right after they had the memorial service for him and they paid respects to him and everything like that. He announced that he was going to stay there and defend his family, and then he said something along the lines of, "We're going to stay and fight." You know, yeah. I'm well, just, you know what's coming on now. You know it's on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, "Ooh, okay." Now we're going to start getting well, real interesting here. Yeah, right? because here, here's the interesting thing, right? Like they even made, you know, the, there there was a, a portion of this film where they're hunting these whale-like creatures, yes. right? And and the whole and and the humans are basically saying, "Well, they never fight back. That's why they're such easy prey." Right. But they they have chosen not to fight back. See, this is what they don't yeah. understand, and they explain it. I mean, we as mu- movie viewers get that information but of course they don't have that and sure. you know, the humans don't have that hunting right but but they have chosen not to but now you know if this planet starts turning on these humans they're toast man the, right? the, these guys i mean those things are those things are wicked there's some wicked stuff those saber-toothed tiger things out there and the i mean it's like there's some <laughs> wicked scare the heck out, out of me man <laughs> scare the heck there's out some of crazy me. stuff on this planet i mean yeah, the right? humans are toasting like five minutes if they decide okay <laughs> yeah, we're done right? with you guys i would not recommend vacationing to pandora so I, I'll, I'll say this i don't know if i could have sat all the way through the whole movie i'm glad i got to watch it at home and kind of yeah. break it up uh, would you recommend it or not? What do you think? I would recommend it. Yeah, I, I it's would a too. Long film, but I would yes. still recommend it. It's worth watching. I, I think Cameron did a great job with the effects. Yes, and uh, you know the acting was actually really good for aliens. I mean, it was. For, for that for that whole skin, that whole process where they have to put on the the Navi, you know, right? That whole digital thing. And actually, it, yeah. it comes through. They do a good job. So. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. I agree. Yeah. So okay, so two thumbs up. Go go see it. See it at home. Two thumbs up and uh, V formation. You make, got it. Make yeah. sure you make sure you. Uh, uh, you know, have a big old huge bag of popcorn because you ain't going to wear for a while. And make sure this. if you have to go pee, you do it before you see the movie. <laughs> yeah. okay. Or break it up in like five parts like we did. It's like, avid, it's like a mini series. You can yeah. watch it in mini series. Just Prepare to hit up. pause on your remote control about five or six times. <laughs> All right, guys. Whoa. Hey. Yes, that went by quick. Is that uh, our cue or That is our cue. Hey, guys, wow. thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, make sure to follow us on our uh, social media accounts. We do appreciate it. Yep. Please leave a review. That helps out the show. Uh, five stars if, you, if, yep. if, you, if you're so inclined. Five stars. We greatly appreciate it. And as of the recording of this show, Father's Day weekend is this weekend. So to all you dads oh. listening out there, happy Father's Day. Take them to Pandora. I mean, watch this movie about Avatar, Way yes. of Water, and Pandora for Father's Day. This Absolutely. is a great one. Great one, yes. Yeah. So anyway, you guys take care out there. We'll talk to you next time. Peace out. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.